1: friends and welcome to the happy hour with jamie Ivy podcast i'm your host jamie and i'm so excited that you're here each week i invite a girlfriend to join me on the show and we chat about the big things in life the little things in life and everything in between guys i want to say happy last wednesday of the year we made it through 2015 and i am so unbelievably thankful for you guys this year for the happy hour has been such a fabulous year and we've had so many new friends join us by listening to this podcast each week you guys have shared this show with your girlfriends and each week I hear from new listeners that just found the show. So from the bottom of the, my heart, I seriously want to say thank you. Thank you for sharing it on Instagram. Thank you for sending me your emails. Thank you for putting it on Twitter. Thank you for sharing on Facebook. Thanks for just calling your girlfriend and saying, hey, did you listen to the last happy hour? It's so much fun. 2016 is going to be a great year for the show. and We have some fun things that we're planning. I have lots of great guests lined up. And I'm even throwing around the idea of hosting a live happy hour recording at my new house. I'd really love it if you continue to share with your friends. And if you're loving the show, it would mean a lot to me if you would go and subscribe to the show. That way, every single Wednesday when you wake up, there's a new episode waiting for you. JamieIvy.com slash iTunes is a great place to start. Or check out Stitcher if you don't have an iPhone. While you're there, a nice end of the year review would be awesome as well. Thanks so much, guys. Friends, today you're listening to episode 69, and my guest is Mandy Rose. I met Mandy in 2014 at the Influence Conference and I knew as soon as I had a conversation with her that she was somebody that I would want to keep getting to know. Mandy loves her family, her husband, and is constantly starting a new adventure. She's a fan of fitness, gallery walls, and dance parties in her living room. She runs the blog. Um, called House of Rose blog. She co-hosts the podcast Marriage More with her husband, and she has her hands in many more endeavors. You're going to want to go find out more about what she's doing. Today we chat about her life as a mama to her boys, plus the process that they're in for adoption right now. We talked about marriage a lot because her and her husband have that podcast I told you about called Marriage More, where their whole goal is to encourage couples to make their marriage a top priority. She shares the story of their wedding, and they recently took new wedding pictures. And I just cannot even believe that she was able to get back in her wedding dress kudos to her if you're also a new year's resolution kind of girl you're going to love what we talk about setting goals goals for the entire year if you want to chat with mandy and i about anything from the show feel free to tweet us my twitter is at jamie underscore ivy and hers is at house of rose you can find us both there use the hashtag happy hour with jamie ivy and i'll find it guys you're going to enjoy this happy last wednesday of the year happy last wednesday of 2015 um, and guys, here is my conversation with Mandy Rose.
0: How are you? Hi.
1: Welcome to the Happy Hour.
2: Thank you. I'm so excited to talk to you.
1: This has been fun because I, I think that we met very briefly a year ago
2: at yes, the Influence
1: Conference in 2014.
2: Yes, we did.
1: I sat down at y'all's table like like a girl in the cafeteria with no friends and was like, hi.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I remember that because I remember you said you had a podcast and I thought, because at that time I didn't really know a lot of women who were podcasting, uh-huh. especially Christian women. And so I was like, oh, I was so interested in you because I was like, she podcasts. that's awesome. And now you podcast. <laughs> yeah. well, We had, we had a, our podcast then, but it wasn't like, I think we had just started too. So it was Oh, kind well, of great.
1: A, I didn't even know
2: yeah, I probably didn't even say that. <laughs> you
1: did it. So how long have you been podcasting?
2: Um pro- I think it's I think it's been about a year, maybe a little longer. Okay. yeah, we're kind of we're kind of slow with it, you know, but we're trying to be more consistent now. Actually, you've inspired me because I, I love how you have it scheduled, you know, where you have mm-hmm. one live every week, And yes. so I told Jeff, we need to be better about this, but
1: <laughs> I think it helps, and I was not consistent at it. For the longest time ever. And then now, um, all self-disclosure out there, I have someone that helps me with my editing. And yes. so he makes sure that it happens every yes. Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. Um, because if it was up for me, I'd be like, ah, Tuesday night, I'd rather hang out with Aaron and watch TV. I'm not going to put the podcast. you know what I mean? Like, Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We we just recently have- – um. Well, we've had somebody editing them, but we recently found someone to like help us with the show notes and get them live because what we found is that we would like record them and then send them to be edited. And then they would sit there forever because we were like, oh, now we got to do the show notes and the links. And it's not that time consuming, but you know,
1: (laughs) it's just work. Like I always say, it's just, it just takes, you have to sit down and do it. Sometimes my show notes don't make it up until late Wednesday or even Thursday. I will be the first to admit that. Um, But I also am way far ahead in recording these days, which I'm not the biggest fan of, but I'm way far ahead in recording. And so sometimes when the show comes out, I listen to it and like fresh ears all over again. Like,
2: Oh, I remember we talked about that. That
1: was so fun. (laughs) Uh,
2: I know that's super impressive. I'm impressed that you're so far ahead. (laughs)
1: Well, what happened was October was going to be like a crazy month for me. So in September, I was like, I got to get ahead. I got to get ahead, got to get ahead. And now I just keep getting ahead and you know, (laughs) <laughs> so this show, you're airing the very end of December, and we're at the beginning of November right now.
2: Yes, that's right. So technically, it might, like in a couple of days, it'll be another year, a different year.
1: Right, exactly. <laughs> Welcome
2: to 2016, everybody. That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh.
1: Speaking of New Year, do you do New Year's resolutions?
2: Oh gosh. You know what? We do, but I know people are like, if ify, oh, don't do New Year's resolutions, but we call them like goals and my husband is like psychotic about goals like he does a entrepreneur coaching program so they're really into like goal setting and doing quarterly goals and monthly goals and yearly goals and I mean he's crazy about goals so if it weren't for him I might not do them but he loves to sit down and just he wants to know what my goals are you know so that he can help me you know, kind of yeah. go on the right path. And so I love to know his as well. So we really do quarterly goals. The so new year's resolutions to us are kind of just an extension of the goals that we set. But yeah, we, I mean, I definitely have, uh, I, I, definitely believe in doing new year's resolutions.
1: So what are like some of your goals? Like, tell me about what kind of goals you set. are you talking business goals, family goals, personal goals? Do you do all of those? What kind of goals do you set for yourself?
2: Yeah. So we, we do business goals and then we do life goals. So, okay. so kind of both, you know, we want to know where we're going to be at with our business for the quarter, for the year. Um, we also like to do like a five year and then a lifetime one. So, you know, what do we want the end result to look like? And then we also do personal. So, and that's, those are my favorite. I had the hardest time coming up with goals. Like you, he, He is so funny because he's like, we're going to do a podcast and we're going to like do our life goals like on the podcast, like live.
1: Oh my gosh. That makes my armpits start sweating. Just just thinking
2: about that. Like life goals. Oh my gosh. That's so much pressure. I know. That's what I said. And he's like totally like can think of all these things like right off the cuff. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. I'm going to need like a moment. Actually, I'm going to need like five days to think about that. You cannot just put me on the spot with life goals, you know? That is hilarious. I know, but like some of our, some of my goals for the new year, um, well, one of them is to unplug more. And I know that sounds silly, but I have really spent the last six months um, really feeling like God was nudging me to really slow down. And um, so that's like my biggest goal, honestly, for Mm -hmm. 2016. And I know it it sounds a little bit weird to say my goal is to do less.
1: No, that (laughs) doesn't sound weird at all. That sounds lovely.
2: Yeah, most people are like, oh, I want to do this and do that. Uh And I just want to like, honestly, enjoy my children and enjoy being a mother. Um, I feel like I kind of got caught up in that I got to do this and I got to do more and I got to produce more blog posts and more content and more podcasts and more blogs. And so I just want to be like, you know what, all of that stuff is wonderful. But you know, my calling is to be a mother and to be a wife to my husband. And my that's my definite calling. You know, my maybe calling is that I can minister to women online. And so I don't want to confuse those two things. And I think I was doing that for a very long time. I was, you know, using my maybe calling as this thing that was taking priority over my definite calling.
1: Mm. So So. what are some practical steps that you're doing to pull back?
2: Um, Well, I'm setting boundaries for one. So I used to work in the evenings. So I worked like during the day and then my kids come home from school. And then as soon as I would like get a break from cooking dinner or doing something, I would, you know, jump on the computer or I was answering emails to my phone or like, I always thought like if somebody messaged me or needed something, I had to get back to them right away. Um, So I'm really just trying to set boundaries of what that looks like. You know, like when my kids are home from school, the the work is going to have to stop, you know, and I'm not going to get back on the computer. This has been so hard for me, but like 9 p.m. at night I like always would get back on the computer and yeah. finish working but then I realized like it's taking so much of the time that I have with Jeff uh, away you know like we don't mm-hmm. have any time together so I really s- set boundaries kind of stopped doing that um I did d- like on the weekends I delete the social media apps from my phone
1: really delete yeah them.
2: yeah like delete them and then you can like download them back I mean yeah it's for not- sure Right. You know, so it's like not a big deal. But it's like Jeff is the one who taught me that because he we're kind of both in the same boat as far as, you know, trying to unplug more and just not letting it take over our life. So
1: I Uh -uh. love that idea about deleting the apps.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's great. I've
1: done that before. Like when I went on, like I was off Facebook, off all social media for a little bit, deleted them and it was great. But you know what? I find that I if I'm bored or something, I pick up my phone and just skim through Instagram.
2: Oh, yeah, exactly. It's like a habit. It's Mm -hmm. like an addiction almost, you know? Yes, yes. It's like I can't even sit on – before I couldn't even like sit on the couch and watch TV. Like Jeff and I would sit down to watch a show and like both of us would be just scrolling through Instagram and kind of watching the show. Right. Or he's probably on Twitter. He loves Twitter. Uh (laughs) Or we'd
1: both be on our computers, like answering emails. And then before I know it, I'm like emailing my husband that's sitting next to me about something. And I'm like, oh, you're right here. Hi.
2: (laughs) Oh, that is so us. Yes. Okay. So I
1: love that goal a lot.
2: Yeah. Cause then you don't have the choice and I'm not going to lie. It kind of stinks a little bit. Cause you're like, I just want, I love Instagram. Like it's mm-hmm. kind of my hobby. Like I really love pictures and just the storytelling part of it. So it, it is hard. I mean, don't get me wrong, but it is so helpful because then you don't have that choice. Yeah. Um, and then I found that it just creates, you know, this awesome time that you can have with either your children or your spouse or whatever you're doing. Um, it, yeah. So it's yeah. been helpful to do that.
1: That's awesome because I think sometimes we feel like, well, if I don't put this up, then how will I explain to people what I did or how do I get to share this moment? But right. we're, we're picking, like you said, I love how you said it so well. You're picking your secondary calling over your main calling.
2: Yeah, and another thing, when what you just said. So here's a what I do. If there's something that happens, you know, and it's like, man, I I want to Instagram that or uh-huh. I want to share that story. Um, because my kids say like some funny stuff. You they do. Yes. Kids are young, and uh-huh. they do some funny stuff. So I don't, I love capturing those memories and remembering them. And so what I'll do is I'll just open my notes um, on my on my iPhone, and and I will type in my notes like what they said, or I'll you know just kind of so I remember the story. Yeah. And I have like tons of stories in my notes. So like I will go back and share it later. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean it happened today, but it's just like a fun story to share later when I'm not taking time away from my kids. You know, so wonderful. I think that I'm
1: going to um, start doing this this weekend. Yeah, you've inspired me a lot. (laughs) Try it. (laughs) I already have taken Facebook off my phone because it's just too much of a distraction. So I just need to on the weekends take everything off.
2: Yes, I'm telling you. Thank you. (laughs) Be a whole new woman. You will girl. (laughs) Oh, okay. You
1: talked about marriage and we didn't even say this, that your podcast is about marriage.
2: It is. So
1: marriage is is something that you are not only a fan of, but you love to encourage people in and it's important to you. Why is that? I mean, I know besides like you love Jesus and all that, but why is marriage this thing that you think is so important that you're willing to make a podcast about it? Um, and I also want to hear about you redoing your wedding pictures because I have some thoughts <laughs> on that, Mandy. Um, okay, so tell me, why is marriage so important to you and Jeff?
2: Well, um, I think that Jeff and I, well, our marriage started kind of like just, we, we got married in Vegas. <laughs> oh,
1: wait, was it planned or you went there and like, uh, like hey, we're really. here? No, it yeah, wasn't not planned. Really.
2: Not really. We were engaged, but he was getting deployed, and his mom lives in Vegas, so we were like, okay, we were going to visit her, and we were like, we kind of wanted to get married, but we thought, like, you know, we obviously didn't want to do anything that our parents didn't approve of, because... I'm an only child and I love to please my parents. So uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, I would totally do it, but my parents have to be on board, you know? And so we got there and we were like so nervous, but we talked to both his mom and then my parents and they, it, they didn't really like give their blessing, but they also said they didn't want us to not do it because of them. Okay. So they wanted us to do like what we wanted to do. And so we were like, let's do it. So we got married in Vegas. Okay. Wait, time <laughs> out. This
1: is too much to just skip over. You, I know. What about a dress? Cause I've seen your wedding dress. Yeah. Okay. Bought
2: that or what? I know this. No. So we got married in Vegas, and we were in jeans and like (laughs) a tank. Yeah, it was like crazy. Uh, And then we, he, we. That was in November. So he got deployed in January. So he was gone to Iraq for seventeen months. Um, In a row. In a row. In a row. In a row. Girl, you got married,
1: and three months later, your husband left for seventeen months.
2: Yes. I did not know this. (laughs) I know, yes. And I'm just thankful we, we didn't have kids or, you know, like it could have been so much worse. I, oh but gosh. I did get that experience of being like a military wife and, you know, just living that. Um, and it was, it was the hardest time of our life. Like literally, I, I think now about my life and I think, wow, I'm so blessed and everything's so wonderful. And Lord, are you going to like, is something bad going to happen? But then I forget about like the hardship that we went through with that, you know, because mm-hmm. it's so behind us now. But yeah, yeah it was, so it was hard. So was your
1: original plan to get married after he got home from deployment?
2: Yes. Okay. So we were going to do that. And then we were like, gosh, we're going to have to wait like 18 months or longer. You know, you're not even going to be back. Yeah. Um, so what we did is we went ahead and got married. And then we we renewed our vows, basically, in front of everybody. So it was basically a wedding. But that's why you see that I'll have a pink wedding dress. Because I thought, you know, I'm already married. <laughs> I don't have to have a white dress. <laughs> <sighs> I did not know
1: that. I thought you just loved this pink dress. And then you tell me you get married in Vegas. And I'm like, did you buy this on the strip? I mean, where, what's <laughs> happening here? Okay. Yeah. It makes more sense now. Yes. Right. I know. Okay. So marriage for you guys, why has it been this like, we want to make this so a so part of our ministry because of the hard times you've been through?
2: Well, yeah. So let me just say like when we first started, when we first got married, um, I wasn't really a Christian. It's not that I didn't believe in the Lord, but I just wasn't raised in church Mm -hmm. and I wasn't raised with the Bible. Um, And I always was raised to have good values and good morals, but I just, I didn't know that side of life. Mm -hmm. And um, our marriage reflected that, I guess you could say it was hard. Um, And so we went through this whole, was Jeff a Christian? Sorry. He, no, he was, but at this, I mean, he would probably tell you as well, like he was raised in church, but he wasn't living that life. Like he was a Christian, but he wasn't necessarily following Jesus. Mm -hmm. Um, and so our, I mean, it was, it was hard times. Like our marriage was rocky. We went through marriage counseling, especially when he came back from Iraq. Mm -hmm. Um, there were times when I thought, you know, it was not going to work. We were not going to make it. Um, and so through that, um, we ended up, gosh, getting invited to a church that was local and, I reluctantly I was like, fine, I'll go, you know? And so we, we loved it. I don't know. Like God just totally changed my heart. Um, and I, cause I used to like hate church. I used yeah. to be like, church is so boring. This is stupid, you know? Um, and I just absolutely fell in love with this, this place in this church and I really felt God's presence there. And so it, completely changed our marriage, like 150% changed our marriage. And, um, we're just both passionate about trying to help other couples realize, cause I don't, I don't honestly don't know how marriages survive. If, if you're not following Jesus, right? I know, not, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how it would happen. Like there are just so many things that I'm like, Oh, I want to tell this to the world. Like you, <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. so that's kind of, we've both felt really called to, um, talk about marriage because our blog marriage more used to be a blog called dollars and roses and so the whole premise was like he has a finance blog i had a like lifestyle mom blog and we came together and we did this blog called dollars and roses talking about how we make money online and uh-huh. we bo- we both like hated it like both of us would be like Ugh. like neither one of us wanted to talk about how to make money online like uh-huh. it just wasn't passionate um, so we stopped for like a probably a few month period and we just prayed about it and we both felt like you know, people kept telling us like the magic is when you guys are together, but together doing something together meant we were doing dollars and roses and we hated that. So, um, like I said, we just prayed about it. And we really felt like called to talk about marriage. Both of us like kind of woke up one day when he said like, I really feel like, um, like a marriage blog is, is the direction that I'm feeling like we are being called to. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's funny because I was thinking that too. So, um, yeah, I mean, we literally like the next week we're like brainstorming, new names and branding and (laughs) and then y'all are doing it and we're doing it.
1: (laughs) That is so fun. Now, do you still, okay. So you have, he has his blog, you have yours and then you all have this together.
2: Right. Okay. And on, on it. And so, it's a little bit, it got a little bit confusing because this past year, like I said, when I was trying to do less and become, you know, a little bit more unplugged, uh, we have a ton of different blogs. So he not only has his blog, but he has a life insurance side and he's a certified financial planner and he has his um, firm site. I mean, we just have a lot of things okay. going on. And so we moved marriage more to house of Rose to like my blog. Gotcha. Um, so it's all on one, but there's, it's like a page, you right. know, like so there's like, Yeah, so there's the podcast is there. It's all just hosted on one. And I'm going to tell you, when that happened, it felt amazing. (laughs)
1: you're like one place. One place, yes. Okay, so you have your podcast, which is called Marriage More. Right. um, And y'all do it together, and y'all are so cute on it.
2: Aw, thank you.
1: (laughs) And what is – and your goal in that, you interview other couples, right?
2: We do sometimes. Okay. But – um, if I'm being honest, we had our podcast before with the dollars and roses about how to make money. That's all we did was interview other online entrepreneurs who are like killing it. And I have so much anxiety about interviewing other people. Like even coming on this with you, like I know I knew like a hundred percent we were gonna be I mean, I've met you before, I feel comfortable talking to you in person, but just knowing that you're on a podcast or something like that it gives me all this anxiety. so that was how I felt about podcasting when we were interviewing other people. So when we decided to do the marriage podcast, I was like, you know, I really want to do this, but i I don't want it to make me so stressed out that I hate it like Is I it want to because minis-
1: what makes you stress like you're gonna say something wrong it's I don't know I don't because I'm.
2: Because I'm crazy. Because you're crazy. crazy. I'm crazy. That's <laughs> just my personality. Like, it's the same for speaking or doing anything. Like, I just, I'm a perfectionist. And so I have a lot of, like, I always feel like, okay, I have to plan. And I, it takes me, like, a mm-hmm. week to think about this. And he's totally opposite. Like, he could just talk about whatever, whenever. He could get on stage and give a keynote speech without preparing. Like, that's just how yeah. he is. Yeah. So we're very opposite. Um, and so when we I mean, started this one. Obviously, yeah, was,
1: he wants you to share your life goals, like, on the fly. With the entire world.
2: For real. Like, I'm serious. I can't handle that either, Jeff. (laughs) I know. That's what I'm saying. Like,
1: (laughs) if you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences.
0: Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off.
1: Oh my so, goodness. Yeah. Okay. So you have um, three boys yeah, and y'all are currently in the adoption process. We'll talk about in a minute, but okay. you recently did something that I honestly am like, there's no way I would ever do this for a handful of reasons. Um, You'd redid your wedding pictures.
2: We did. Now, my number one
1: reason for not doing it is because well, I have two reasons. I've said this on the show before my wedding dress got sold off in a storage room we didn't know we had. we forgot we had after a couple of oh, months. I mean it was crazy. But oh my it, was, gosh. it was in a cardboard box that I had never opened since, you know, 14 years ago. So it wasn't that big of a deal. But there's no way I could fit like my leg in my wedding dress. <laughs> you just rocked it.
2: Oh, I always just say like I chase a lot of kids. So I don't know. That has you to help do, me and out. You I also
1: guess. work out and you love fitness too. So we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah. But y'all's I pictures do. were so cute.
2: Yeah, it was honestly it was so much fun. I would encourage anybody to like do anniversary pictures. It was our ten year, and I wanted to do it for a long time because uh, technically we're it's about to be eleven years, or it has been eleven years if this is December. Yeah. Um, so, I was like, oh, I really want to do this. And the funny, the funniest part about this whole story is that the reason I didn't want to do it is because when we renewed our vows you know, 10 years ago, I got my, I sent my dress off to get cleaned and then they preserve it in a box. Uh-huh. Probably what, like what you're saying, it was in a big box. Well, when I got that box, um, it was like this big, ugly white box. Well, I just put it in my, I was like, okay, well, I guess I can't open it cause it's preserved. I don't right. want to mess it up, you know? So I put it in our basement in the, in the, just, the unfinished area and I thought well I don't I want to do these pictures but I really don't want to get that dress out because it's all like preserved and pretty in there and I don't want to have to like ruin that and so I was like finally I said okay forget it I'm gonna get the dress out so I go to open the box and this is just hilarious because so many people said that they have the same story they I opened the box and inside the box was this like amazingly beautiful box with like a clear front where the dress was all like staged in there pretty like and like are you kidding me like this whole time I thought like this was the box that was preserved in That's and it was hilarious actually, like a box inside a box you so yeah been like, looking at it the whole time exactly I'm like what
1: <laughs> so what did your boys think about this was it like weird or funny or
2: no big deal or how are they oh they just they don't like pictures in general <laughs>
1: which is funny because so, you take
2: pictures of them all the time I know, I know, and I mean they—they like to do funny things in pictures, but they don't like to like actually, you know, do serious pictures. Yeah, that's when true. It's how like, old are they? They are eight, five, and four. Okay. So yeah, we and and we've been having some major behavior issues with our four-year-old. And so this was like the peak of that uh, when we did these pictures. And so I'm not even going to lie. When they were there, we had them there for like the first hour. And then my mom took them so we could do some of just us. But, oh, my goodness. It was – I don't think there is one picture of all of us looking and smiling. But it was – I mean – I love those pictures that are just more like lifestyle. For
1: sure. Yeah. Um.
2: So yeah, it, it ended up being good.
1: Oh, uh, and what are you like, like? I, this is so, I just love it so much. I can't imagine. I think my daughter would just freak out if she like saw me in a wedding dress. Like she would just yeah. die because she'd be like, you're a princess, you know?
2: Um, yes. But I don't think my boys, they'd just be like, eh, Whatever. They were my. I mean, they were asking me like, "I thought you were married." Like you know, <laughs> like they were confused. I'm like, "No, no, no, we are married, baby." You know, like we're just gonna redo our pictures. We want you guys to be in the pictures. It's gonna be so fun. And they were like, "Okay, I don't Whatever, understand." Mom. You know, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever. Can I go play superheroes after this? You know. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, just yesterday,
1: I, my oldest is 11. He'll be 12 in January, so almost a 12 year old. And I was I can't remember what Aaron and I were asking him about. But he said this to us. It makes me think of, like, you and Jeff and your marriage stuff. And um, y'all seem to be, like, very, like aff- – I I mean, I'm just thinking from, like, what pictures I've seen. You seem to be very affectionate in front of your kids and all that kind of stuff. Um yeah. One of my boys was like, yeah, and, like, y'all always kiss in the kitchen. And I looked at Aaron and I was like, I love so much that he said that. Like, that yes. he sees his mom and dad kiss in the kitchen. Because we yes. spend a lot of time in the kitchen because Aaron likes to cook and – That's where we all hang out. And I'm like, what a joy that my kid described his parents as they kiss in the kitchen.
2: Yeah, that is awesome. See, you are showing them what it looks like to have a loving marriage. But you tell me how you get your husband to cook in the kitchen?
1: (laughs) Well, Aaron loves to cook. And so if I have to cook, he doesn't want to eat it. So that's that's how he started cooking, literally. So when we were like young married, I would make hamburger helper. And he was like, I'm not eating this anymore. I'm going to start cooking. I'm like, okay. And now it's just the best thing ever.
2: Oh man. He cooks every meal almost. I'm jealous. (laughs) But your husband will eat whatever you cook, right? Well, yes. But he's like a big health nut. So he loves, like, I like to cook. Sometimes I like to cook like spaghetti or pasta, Mm -hmm. but he's like, nope, he has to have like meat and veggies. And he's, you know, so he will, but he has kind of like a specific diet he stays on. Not diet, but he just, his dad died very young of heart disease. And so he's very conscious of, you know, his health and, Uh, So yeah, he, he will eat what I cook, but I'm not going to lie. I don't like to cook and I don't cook as much as I should.
1: (laughs) I have a friend who her husband is kind of like yours. He eats that way and she'll just kind of eat whatever is, you know, available. She's like got three crazy kids and life and work and all kinds of stuff. And so her husband, she told me recently, he cooks like a bunch of chicken breast on Sunday night and like, that's what he eats on for the whole week. Like, so in case they're having something that he doesn't want he just eats his chicken and veggies.
2: Yeah. That's funny. Cause Jeff does that, but he eats those things for his lunches. So dinner, you know, he wants something else, yeah. but I mean, he will sometimes cook. He's wonderful. at Like we have a smoker and he's wonderful at that, but he's, we're both just kind of, we don't love it. It's not our thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we say we're gifted in other areas. Th- that's and that's, what that's
1: okay. Everyone needs to do what you're good at people. And that's how the world moves better. Yes, exactly. You're good at talking about marriage and fitness and loving your kids and you just keep on doing it, Mandy.
2: (laughs) I would get like – this is kind of funny, but our small group every week, like they're really into bringing food. And everybody in my group is like these amazing homemade, like whatever you can think of. Like they were just born to cook. Like they just know how to do it. And so every week I would – same kind of thing like with the podcast. I had this anxiety like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to make? <laughs> yeah. They would be emailing like through the whole week like, I'm bringing this and you're bringing that. And I would never respond. And they'd be like, Mandy. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm bringing, but I'll <laughs> find out by the day of, okay? And then I I would always have this like anxiety. And finally I was like, you know what? Listen, I am so good at a lot of other things, but cooking is not one of them. I'm bringing a bag of chips. There well, you go. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yes. I think it was after, uh, Jess Connolly spoke at, uh, our celebrate motherhood retreat that, uh, we hosted with happy my box. She spoke about that same thing, kind of just how she wasn't good at cooking and uh-huh. how she just decided that she had to let it go. And it was literally right after that, that I came home and I felt like, you know what? I'm good with just a bag of chips. Was or... she
1: saying she's taking herself out of the race?
2: Yes. Wasn't it was that that just the it best. Was, it was the best. Yeah. yeah. I mean, honestly that it, it made a huge impact on me. That's so, so great. She's yeah.
1: wonderful. Um, I do that same thing, you know, like they had do meal calendars for people having babies and sick, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? So yeah. I used to sign up for them all the time out of obligation. Like this is what a nice friend does. This is what a pastor's wife does. This is just what a loving person does. You know what I mean? We take meals to people when they're sick. Right. And I, like you would get so stressed because- For one, I would forget that it was coming, and then, like, I'd get the reminder, like, that morning, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, how am I supposed to take a meal to this family of five? I can't even feed my family, and then I would get so stressed out, and then I would ask Aaron to help me, and then we'd both be in the kitchen cooking meals for them and for us, and i have to leave in 30 minutes to take it, and finally, he was like, why do you do this? You don't even cook, and I'm like, well, I just feel like I'm supposed to, and he's like, no, do other things, like, no more meal calendars, and so I took myself out of the, like, I don't have to take a meal to everybody. So now I only sign up for a meal if it's like a new baby and it's just one baby because I cannot feed a big family of someone else. Like, but if it's just one kid, I can go to Whole Foods and they have these prepackaged meals that are better than anything I would make. And so I just pick up one of those, drop it off at their house. Good to go. I'm like, I cannot cook and I cannot bring you a meal if you have more than one kid.
0: Amen. I just can't do it.
2: <laughs> I know. I started, I start. I, I felt that same way. I started doing gift cards. So I'd be like, I love you, but you're going to really like this meal from this restaurant way better than whatever yes. I would cook you. I promise.
1: That is such a great idea. Oh my gosh. We now have, do y'all, you live in Illinois? Is that where you're Il, yeah.
2: Southern, Southern Illinois. Okay.
1: Um, I don't think I've ever been to Illinois
2: by the way. Oh, well, you're not missing much.
1: <laughs> have you been there your whole life?
2: I have yes I am we live in the town that I grew up in not funny that's crazy I have gone nowhere (laughs) but I I love small town life I say that like as I'm joking because there isn't a lot to do here but Uh I couldn't imagine living somewhere else I just really like the small town feel of like everyone knows everyone
1: (laughs) that is so wonderful and your parents are still in that same town
2: yeah they like literally the house I grew up in is a mile from our house (laughs)
1: that's so awesome that is wonderful. Um, well, we have this thing here called Instacart, and I'm sure you have something like it. Maybe, I don't know. It's a small town, but um, I doubt it. I doubt <laughs> it. Yeah, probably not now that I think about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you can order groceries online and they bring them to your house. Is that not the mm.
2: best? Honestly, I wish we had something like that. We don't. I have looked. Trust me, we do not. We live in like the middle of nowhere. People yeah. think when I say Illinois, they're like, oh, Chicago, but we are like five hours south of Chicago. Yeah. So we don't. But if we did, I would totally pay for that service. <laughs> you would
1: totally pay for it. It would be amazing. Hey, guys, before we get back to the show, I want to tell you about today's sponsor, Love With Food. LoveWithFood.com is the easiest way to snack smart and do good. Discover and try the best organic or all-natural snacks delivered to your door for as low as $10 a month membership fee. Gluten-free memberships are also available. For every box sent, at least a meal is donated to feed hungry children in America. To date, Love With Food has donated more than 700,000 meals. You still looking for a gift to give someone? What about an end-of-the-year gift to yourself? What about a gift that gives back? Love With Food Snack Subscription is a great way to try and discover new and all-natural snacks delivered to your door monthly. If you're looking forward to changing your eating habits starting in 2016, this is a fabulous way to find new and exciting snacks that you never knew existed. It's a great way to buy something and it keeps on giving back. Use the code LOVEJAMIE to save $5 on any subscription plans today. Go to lovewithfood.com, check out all of the options, and use the code LOVEJAMIE to save $5 on any subscription plan. Why not give yourself the gift, love with food, this holiday season to start 2016 on the right step with healthy snacking? Okay, guys, back to the show with my friend Mandy Rose. Okay, so actually, you know it's funny, Mandy? We are recording this today. I'll tell everybody on, what's today, November 9th. It's also World Adoption Day. Did you know that?
2: I know. Yes, I did.
1: Yes, so World Adoption Day, November 9th. I actually think that that was... I read something. And I could be wrong. Someone's going to correct me. I think that just started last year, honestly. Did it? I think so. Um, but I know more about it because Jessica Honig was on my show a couple weeks ago and we talked about it. Um, but okay. you and your family are in the adoption process.
2: We Tell are. Tell me yet. about this. Oh, my goodness. So we have been in the process for a total of four years and we have been, we're adopting from the Philippines. Um, my husband is Filipino. His mom is from there. He has family there. And we just really felt like, um, like when we decided to adopt, it wasn't like, where are we going to adopt from? It was like, we knew it was the Philippines. Mm-hmm. Um, and so their process is just, I, I honestly, I don't know. We have just been waiting forever. Like we've been approved and on their wait list for over three years. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I, they really don't update you. You know how international adoption uh-huh, is. Uh-huh. There's really not updates, and so all I can say is that, like, I I'm the most impatient person on the planet. Like, I don't like to wait for anything. I come by that naturally. My dad is like that. I, I'm just impatient. And when we began this process, I thought this is gonna be hard. You know, because I'm not patient. Uh-huh. I have really just felt peace about it the whole time. So like, we've been waiting a very long time, but. I don't know. Like it, it feels okay. Like I feel good about it. You know what I mean? Like I just yeah. feel patient and peaceful and that is so not me. So that has to be Jesus. That because, has to be God, right. Because that is not me, you yeah. know, it, it, when we also, another thing, like I'm very analytical and I have to like research things before I do them. And like, I never, ever just jump into something. Um, my husband does, but I am like, no way this has, I'm skeptical. I have to research it. And when I um, initially felt, so I was at church one day really worshiping. And I had this like overcoming feeling of like what it felt like to be an orphan. So like lonely and scared and like I, I just began like sobbing and I was like, what is this? Like, why am I feeling like this? So that was kind of the moment that God really placed um, orphans on my heart. And wow. I didn't really know what that meant. Um, and I, I kind of just prayed about it for a long time. And I really felt like called like, okay, you know, I'm feeling led to this adoption. And then I was like nervous to tell Jeff because I was like, we have three kids. He's right. going to be like, you're crazy lady. Um, but I ended up just, you know, talking to him about it one night after work and, and he was open to it. And I was like, what? Well, really? Okay. okay. Yeah. So maybe this is God, you know, maybe. <laughs> Cause I thought he would for sure be like, no way. But he said to me that night that I talked to him about it, he's like, I, you know, I'm totally open to it. I think we need to pray about it for a while. And just, um, you know, let's really just seek God and, and, and whatever. So I was like, okay, let's do that. And the next day I literally woke up and I was like calling adoption agency. <laughs> and he was like, uh, I thought we were going to pray, we're about, gonna pray this. about this. And you're like, yeah. I did all night. <laughs> Yeah, and like I prayed about it. Like we, we could pray about it while I call. Like, oh, I mean, we're still we're not like committing to anything, you know. I just knew that it was probably going to be a long process, mm-hmm. and so I began calling um, adoption agencies. And at that time, the Philippines program there was like a hold on adoptions. They had a moratorium on adoptions from the the U.S. because they're just so behind. Um, and so it's let's see that I don't remember what month that was, but that January they were putting that moratorium in place. And it was, I want to say it was in November before that, that we got our application in and approved. Mm -hmm. And if we would not have done that, we would not be able to like, they still have a hold on it, I think right now. So like we would not even have been able to send our application in. And so I just look back on that and I think like, wow, God, like this is why it was urgent to me, you know, because I knew that it had, I wanted it to be the Philippines and I was feeling called to this, but I had no idea why I was like waking up and calling agencies so soon, you know? But you had to. (laughs) Yeah. Like it, it, you see like how it makes sense, you know, later, but yeah. yeah, So have y'all ever been to the Philippines? My husband has, but only when he was little. So I think he was like 18 months and then he went again when he was four. Okay. So no, we have not. Yeah. And that is,
1: I mean, you'll be there for sure.
2: Yeah. I mean, we have to be there for seven days, but I will tell you to be completely transparent with you when I, through this whole adoption process, that is the scariest part to me is, is, um, is going there. So I thought like when, when I was like, God, you're asking me to parent a child that is not mine. I was like, check. I can do that. Like, I feel like I can do that. And then when I'm like, God, you're asking me to fly to the Philippines. I don't know if I can do that. (laughs) Because it's
1: like far or what is your, what is your worry?
2: Yes. Well, just, um, I naturally worry, but I've never flown that far. Okay, you know, like, I don't yes. even want to go to Hawaii cause it's like eight hours yes. and I'm like, nah. So I don't love flying. I don't mind to fly if it's like short. Mm-hmm. Um, just, you know, going to another country, leaving my children here. Yeah, like yeah. I, the whole thing just, it's really just about the travel that, that scares me, which is so silly. I know. It's not because, silly. It's
1: real. Yeah. It's not silly. <laughs> it's real. These are real emotions that you're experiencing, but you'll be able to tell your child, look, I flew across the world, and I hate flying because I love you yes. so much. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes, oh, So
1: we were just chatting with our kids. Yesterday was um, Orphan Sunday, and so yeah. I don't know if your church does anything about that. Um, ours doesn't do something from the main stage about it, but we talk about it other ways. Um, But I was talking with our kids about it because sometimes those conversations are a little tricky in our house because we have... We have three kids via adoption, but two internationally. And so we honestly don't, um, I'm very pro adoption, but we are not the adoptive family that like, um, how do I explain this nicely? We are not the adoptive (laughs) family that is, that wants to be the, um, the face of adoption for the world. Does that make sense? Yes. Like our family is not signing up to be all about adoption. Right. I hope that comes out the right way. But I'm just no, saying Yeah, yeah. So we just talk we don't talk we do talk about adoption, obviously. Three of our kids are adopted. But I'm never like asking my kids to be spokespersons for adoptions, anything like that. We're just a regular family, regular kids. I I'm not putting my kids in that situation. But yesterday I thought we should talk about this in case it comes up at church or whatever. And um I was like, Do y'all know what an orphan is? And and they were like, Yeah, someone that doesn't have a mom or a dad and all this kind of stuff. We talked about it and um But what was cool was that Aaron and I got to explain to them, like, you know, as a believer, as a Christ follower, like, we believe that that we are all in God's families, but we weren't. We didn't used to be in his family. Like, we were orphaned. We weren't a part of God's family. And then he invited us in and adopted us into his family. And it was kind of cool to see my kids, like the wheels in their head kind of turn like, oh, this isn't just about me from Haiti, but we can relate this to everything. So that was kind of an interesting Adoption Orphan Sunday moment around our table yesterday.
2: Yeah, I know. I'm going to have to totally hit you up because your kids are just a little bit older than mine, and I feel like I'm going to need so much advice. Yeah,
1: (laughs) it is is a fun ride, but I mean, we're six years in. My kids came home six years ago. And so I tell everyone like adoption is just not something we talk about all the time. We're just like this regular family living life, going to baseball games and still drum performances. And, you know, we're just doing life. It's not, it's not something I think about every day. It's not something that people talk to me about every day. It's just. Our world you
2: know right which is encouraging because I think people like me who haven't been there yet like it's so good to hear that like you know you are just a normal family because sometimes I fear that I'm like you know are we going to be a normal family am I going to have the same connection that I have and like I have to be honest with myself and For sure. so it's good it's good to hear encouraging words from someone who's been there yeah and
1: I look at it this way like I'm like I had those fears too. Like, am I going to love these kids as much as I love my biological son? I mean, I just have one that's biological and am I going to feel the same? And I mean, just completely honest, all of my kids are different and I love them all the same, but I like different things about other of them more. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that we can be fair as moms and be like, I love you all to the world, to the moon and back. But man, I really like this about you. And I really like this about you. You know what I mean? And I think that's okay to say.
2: Yeah. Oh, yes. I agree. I love all
1: of my friends dearly, but there's some that I really like this about them. It's not that I don't like something else about you, but yeah. So that's kind of like how I like to encourage, especially adoptive moms, like, hey, you're going to love them. It might feel different at first. And it might be like something that God really, really has to move in your heart and you just pray. And sometimes it takes you 10 days to love them the same. And sometimes it takes you two years. I mean, let's just be honest. So, right, yeah. Yes. But it's such yeah. like as being a believer and doing um, adoption, it's like, I need you God so much because this is hard.
2: Yeah. Oh, I know. I I agree. I, I But it's so fun to see God's hand in all of it. You know, it's it, we've. Since we've been waiting so long, uh, I mentioned this earlier, but like our youngest had all these behavior issues and it really just came out of nowhere. Like he was totally fine. And then he started pre-K and he like was he like turned crazy. Mm -hmm. Like I was like, what? What happened? (laughs) happened? Where's my little boy? I was like, who is this kid? And like, I say that to be funny, but like I have boys, so I know boys are crazy, but this was like a different, it was totally different. Like something I had never experienced and anything I, we tried as parenting didn't work. And, um, it was, it was a struggle for like a year. It's still, we're coming out of it now, but like we saw a behavior therapist and there was just, I mean, I cried daily and I felt like I was failing and Mm -hmm. I just, this was all like in the last year and a half. So I really thought. You know, I was thanking Jesus. I was like, thank you, God, that we're still waiting because I cannot imagine parenting an adopted child and going through that and not being able to, like, you know, fully focus on it, enjoy it, and, and, you know, just all what that entails. And then also be dealing with all these behavior issues. And so we are finally coming out of the behavior issues. It is like, I'm smiling right now, even though you can't see me. And (laughs) (laughs) it feels so good because I'm like, I just really feel like. God is setting the stage for like what's to come, you uh, know?
1: I love it. Well, I cannot wait to follow along on this journey and see what happens. And I mean, who knows when this airs, what might be going on? I don't know. I know, um, right?
0: But it yeah. be an You
2: never know. Um, <laughs> right. but,
1: but that's so fun. And I used to just to encourage you as well. And I think I even saw you write this somewhere the other day. So you know this, but I used really stressed a lot when we were doing our first adoption. It was domestic. Um, And I really always would tell Aaron, like, if we don't do this paperwork today, we're going to miss our child. Like, if we don't do this, we're going to miss our kid. And he would always look at me and tell me the exact same thing. He'd be like, it's impossible for us to miss our child that God has for us. And I'm like, okay, you're right. It's impossible because God already knows. And so God already has it planned. And so just to encourage you and anyone else that might be listening that's waiting on anything, really, I mean, like, it's impossible for you to miss your child because God already knows who
2: she is. Yes. That's so true. It which is that's encouraging. It's, our, it's so encouraging, honestly.
1: Mm. Okay. Well, Woo. I cannot wait to follow along Mandy and all that kind of stuff with what you guys have going with your family. It's just amazing. Um, okay. Well, I wanted to talk to you about something else too. Okay. okay real quick, Do real it. quick. Cause then we got to move on to your three favorite things. And, okay. Um, but you, so I follow you on Instagram, which I love your Instagrams by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but I will not be looking at them on the weekends because I'm going to take it off my phone. So, good, but, girl, <laughs> good girl. Good <laughs> girl. Someone actually emailed me the other day and they're like, I hope you're not reading this until Monday so you're enjoying your weekend. And I was like convicted because it was like, you know, Saturday night and I'm up like supposed to be hanging out with Aaron. I'm reading my email, you know, so there, it's another right. way. I was like, oh, man. Okay. But yeah, well, was, and
2: by the way, if you I do sometimes post on the weekends, but that's only because it's scheduled through my scheduler, only pulled. So if you, can you I schedule I look Instagram, like I'm oh girl, yeah, it's a life changer. Okay, you need to talk to me
1: after we get off air about how you schedule Instagram because I schedule I everything else. Yes, because I'm I, not on no. social media as much as things come up, but Instagram, yes. you're gonna have to tell me about this. Yes, I after. will. Okay, sorry, go You'll ahead. You'll tell me afterwards. Okay, uh, <laughs> no, but I follow your fitness stuff. Okay, yes. And I let me just tell you a little about about me. People that listen, they're not surprised about this. I um, struggle with the whole fitness area. I want to be fit, but I don't want to do the work. Um, but I do because once I get in the workout mode, I love it. It's getting right. there. How, what do? You, what's your advice for me?
2: Getting there is so hard. Getting I, there I struggle is so with hard. It is so hard. And I struggle with this daily even still. I mean, I'm not one of those like I love to work out like I don't I don't like to work out. I mean, I don't like to do anything strenuous like that, but I love how I feel when I work out. Uh And I know that if I don't do it, I'm going to be tired and you know, feeling bad about myself. And so it's like I try for the longest time, like when my kids were little, I didn't work out like I was just like, I l- literally put myself last. I was taking care of my kids, and my family. I could care less about working out or my body. And I just got to a point where I finally was like, I feel so bad about myself. Like if I don't do something like I'm going to be a miserable mess. Uh-huh. And so I, th- I think it's hard if you're listening to, to realize that when you're babe you have babies because you're so needed. Yes. <laughs> You know, you're still getting up in the night and like just life is crazy when you have a little bit of babies. But when they grow up a little bit, you know, two, three, and you start realizing like, okay, I'm used to being a mom. I can can handle this. And you start realizing like, wow, like I feel terrible about myself. Uh Like whether that has nothing to do with if you're skinny or fat or whatever. No, right. It's just you you feel bad about yourself and it's because you're not taking care of yourself. And that's where I was. And so, um, I was like, you know what? My husband is opposite. He like always likes to take care of himself and he always feels great and is in a good mood. And I thought, well, dang it, I'm going to, that's fine. I'm going to be like that cool. And you know, so yeah. I thought I'm we did this challenge together and I think that helped because I had him as accountability. Um, but we did it together and this was in April of last year. And I I don't know if it was like the challenge aspect of it because I've tried to stick to things before, but it's like, if somebody challenges me, I'm like, oh no, girl, uh, I am in. going to win, you yes. know? Like, So it was the whole challenge thing in my mind. And so we did this 21 day challenge and that was really just the beginning of what, started for me to feel like confident again and to really and and honestly not much had changed. I mean I lost five pounds and you know I looked a little better, but it was really what changed with inside of me. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was a completely different feeling. Like I felt um, you know, there was I wasn't as tired. I didn't have as many headaches. Like I felt confident about myself. I liked getting dressed and putting on makeup and like I just liked what I saw in the mirror. And I I don't think that has anything to do with really losing weight. It was more of the psychological and of how I felt after I worked out yeah. and after I felt healthy, you know?
1: Okay, so you're a mom of three, and there's other moms listening, and they're like, when in the world does she do this? When do you work <laughs> out?
2: So this is easy for me to say because I, this is the only time I work out, and I get up at 5.30 a.m., and I work out for 30 minutes. That's it, 5.30 to 6. Sometimes it's 5.45, you know, if I hit snooze, yeah. but – I I always, I have to be done by six 30 regardless. So, um, I do it in the mornings and I, that's why I loved it because it's like 30 minutes. I got 30 minutes. I mean, I don't really got 30 minutes, but if I get up 30 minutes earlier then I have 30 minutes, so (laughs) five 30 in the morning. Yeah. And it, I'm going to tell you, it was hard, hard, hard. And it sucked really bad for like the first month because I hate getting up early. Like I don't like, I'm like the hit the snooze until I absolutely have to like get out of bed. Right. Um, but once I got past that, it's like now I I can't sleep. Like, I can't sleep in. I'm like, oh, I got to get up and work out. Like, not that I want to work out, but I know if I don't do it now, like, it, it will get never done. get done. No, like, if, if I don't work out in the morning, I have way too many excuses. Uh, it, there's no way. I, I I can tell you. It's happened probably, like, twice in the last two weeks where I've been like, oh, I don't want to get up. And so I'll just do it later. And guess what? It never it. happens later. Yeah.
1: I think that's how I am, for sure. I'm like, I'll do it later. I'll do it later, and then the next thing I know, it's like three o'clock. I gotta go get. I gotta get the kids, and then I missed every minute I had.
2: Yeah. And you're like, well, see, I'd rather spend time with my kids, or I'd rather cook, or I'd rather. Yeah. There's so many excuses, and then I think like, well, I can't do it at night because I'm gonna wake up and do it tomorrow morning, and that's like working out (laughs) twice in a twelve hour period, (laughs) and like that's silly, like you know. (laughs) So yes, I just I do it in the morning, right when I get up and. Jeff does this Miracle Morning thing, so it, it's called the Miracle Morning. We have a podcast on it, so you, we'll I'll just, we'll link we'll link, link to it. it but, but can
1: you give me like a hint? What is this Miracle Morning? Just a hint.
2: So, it, well, it's a book. It was written by Hal Elrod, and uh, we had him on our podcast. Uh, oh, I, I don't know, it's been a while now. But do so you basically wake up? a little bit earlier and there are these certain things you do. And so you like, you know, write, You do your daily affirmations and, um, work out and you meditate and like, it it doesn't take that long. It's just like five minutes of meditation or, but it, he like goes through all of this in the book of, you know, how life changing it can be. And so Jeff has been doing that for, such a long time. Um, And I call, I tell him like, my miracle morning is like the 30 minutes. And then I um, have like a daily, I love She Reads Truth. So I do like, I read the daily devotional or whatever. And uh, that's my miracle morning. I'm like, it's different to everyone, Jeff. Hey, it is.
1: (laughs) It's whatever makes your morning a miracle. There you go. I love it.
0: Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com/pod50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com/pod50 for 50% off.
3: The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories
2: Oh my goodness, uh, just three?
1: <laughs> I know, right? Your three top things that you're loving.
2: Okay, well, it's probably not good to say this since we just talked about eating healthy and working out. No, but balance, it-
1: balance, balance, balance. It's all about balance, yes. right? And yeah. I
2: am like, yeah. I'm like obsessed with those chocolate covered cookie dough balls. Have you seen those on Pinterest? No, I have not. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, it's like you don't even bake it. It's just like you make cookie dough and then you dip it in chocolate and you put it in the refrigerator. And don't, don't. Look on Pinterest and Google it. <laughs>
1: okay. But here's what I have. I've always been told, and maybe it's like my mom just scaring me so I wouldn't eat the cookie dough, that you can die from raw eggs.
2: Well, th- this recipe doesn't have eggs in it. See, there yeah. you go. Okay. Yeah. Thank so you. It doesn't have eggs because I was the same way. I was like, wait, how can you eat that if it's raw yeah. and it has eggs in it? And then it does not contain eggs. So, yep. I know. Mind blown.
1: <laughs> so you just make this cookie dough, roll it in chocolate and put it in the fridge.
2: Yeah, yeah. That sounds it's really amazing. Out, but it is amazing. Yeah. So, I love that. Um I I love gallery walls. This is like I I wish I could tell you like a specific gallery wall in my house right now, but I'm obsessed with gallery walls. Like literally if you ask me like what my favorite thing to do is, it's like design a gallery wall. Oh, can I mean, you come got to so, my house. It, uh, I would love to, like, I get jealous of my friends who have blank walls. I'm like, can I come over? Please let me come over. But I get people online that are like sending me pictures of their walls. And I'm like, I'm really bad at that. Like I have to be in person and I have to like be moving the things around and like hands on. I can't just design your wall like in a picture, you know, So, are you the kind and I think I know the answer is you change your walls up. Oh, girl, all the time. Like I literally last night was up until uh, 1130 and because on Friday of last week, I took down my entire entryway gallery wall because I was like, "Eh, I don't really, I don't know. It's just, I'm not feeling it anymore. So I took it all down and last night I stayed up like, you know, just changing things and, and I never really buy new stuff. That's the fun part. Like I do, like I'll take something from another wall and then I'll be like, I kind of want to hang this here. So then that means I have to redo this whole thing. Well, then I've got another wall that I've taken something from. So then I've got to redo that one. I mean, like what about all the
1: holes in the wall?
2: They're so easy to fix. Like, first of all, I don't fix them all the time because they're getting covered covered up. up.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I don't do a lot of it. But like this last time I did because it was my entryway and there was like tons of holes. So Uh you just take, I mean, they sell it at Sam's. It's just like the little putty. You literally put it on your finger and like put it in the hole and just kind of like rub it and that's it. And then you paint over it. Like you touch it up. It's so easy. Oh
1: my gosh. Okay. I am the exact opposite because I'm not, I'm not good at decorating. Like it's nothing that I like to do or love to do (laughs) or even care about or I'm good at. Yeah. Um, we have like this gallery wall. I'm going to send you a picture. Um, <laughs> I guess you could call it that, but my husband did it. Like he, I was away out of every time I'm out of town, he like changes something in the house. He's like the woman in the house stuff in our relationship. I mean, okay. Aaron is so crafty. He cooks and he decorates and writes songs. I'm like, this is like husband of the year right here. And so Seriously. I'll send you a picture of the wall that he did.
2: Okay. Because you I just love doesn't. it.
1: But I would never think of changing it. I love that you do that.
2: I know. Fr- I, I, have deco- I have decorating ADD is what Jeff says. Fun.
1: <laughs> okay. What's your third thing?
2: Um, let's see. The third thing, I, I guess I'll say a product because this is something, I, I guess in my le- not older age because, you know, I'm 30 for, but still, I used to like tan all the time uh-huh. and I'm just so mad. I'm so mad at myself because now right. it's like, you know, when your parents say like, you're going to get cancer, or you're going to have wrinkles or you're going to ruin your skin and you're like, oh no, I'm not. I'm going to be tan, right. you, yes. you know, and now I'm like, oh my gosh, give me a sun hat. Where's the 75 sunscreen, you <laughs> I know. know, I know, right? So I'm like trying to preserve. So I'm I'm like a product junkie. I love products and especially love like face products, stuff that will like make your skin feel smooth. It, and, I, and this is coming from someone who's like in the last year had some like adult acne, which is like ridiculous. So okay. um, I have been loving this Kate Somerville exfoliate. Ex, it's called Exfoliate, but it is like the best exfoliating like scrub that I have ever used in my life. It's a little pricey, so I will say that. But I mean, I am all for anything that's going to help my skin. And right? it is, I've never had something make my skin feel so smooth. So Kate Somerville, I know you're, you're gonna have to like probably save for it because it is pricey. But if you're like me and you want your skin to be like you like love it, I sound like I'm like a spokesperson for them. I am <laughs> not. I'm not even an affiliate. <laughs> like I just love it like that much.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, every time someone's on and they mention some kind of product that they love, they're always like it's kind of pricey. And so I'm kind of trying. I'm kind of figuring out like the good stuff. You're gonna have to save for it.
2: I know. Just it in is life. Kind of yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it is. Yeah. And I would never have spent that probably like five years ago. But I don't know. It's just, like, I was like, I really, I'm telling you, I had some skin issues and this has helped a ton. So, okay. well, good. I love
1: it. Um, yeah. What are you reading anything right now?
2: You know, I'm not a huge reader just because I don't, I don't know. I never grew up like love. I have this eye condition where like I get t- really bad headaches when I read, but yeah. I have been trying so hard uh, to be a better reader or just, I love listening to podcasts or listening to books. Yes. Um, th- And so. There are kind of two things that I'm reading right now, and I'm a slow reader, so it's taking me a while, but um, The Best Yes by mm-hmm. Lisa Turquest uh-huh. which is actually, yeah, that's kind of like where I am in my life right now, you know, trying to say no to the things that, you know, aren't as important and realizing what my best yes is. And then I'm reading this book called You're Late Again, Lord. It's by Karen Phillips. I don't um, know this. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I was at our local uh, Christian bookstore and I, you know, I was just having one of those like moments where I was like, I need a book to encourage me, you know, in waiting. And this book is just really teaching you how to wait purposefully. Um, You know, just talking about like God's not slow. He acts immediately, you know, when the time is right. And so this book is kind of all about that. So love it. Yeah.
1: Love, love, love. Okay. Manny, this has been so much fun. I cannot believe that you got married in Vegas, and then your husband was gone for 17 months. Like, out of everything we talked about today, I still cannot stop thinking about that.
2: <laughs> I know. I, I mean, it's funny because people are like, you don't seem like the kind of person to get married in Vegas. I'm like, I know, I'm not. <laughs> ah, there you go. You never know. Once you get to Vegas, things just happen.
0: You That's know? right.
1: <laughs> My parents got married in Vegas. Did they really? Um, they eloped there, kind of. I mean, it was kind of like you. Like People kind of knew they were gonna, but then they got there, and then they did, kind of like that.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Did they get married at one of those like little white chapels? I think they like, did.
1: Did they? I mean, yeah. It was like forty years ago. I think
2: so. Ah, we had it. We had that booked, like the one where Britney Spears got married. Like literally, we had that one booked, and I was like, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't get married there. Like, <laughs> I, it, that's too like you know, Vegasy. It's just, yeah, it's too Vegasy. So we we got married at the Stratosphere, like and it's called the Chapel in the Clouds. So it's like the top of the Stratosphere, and the it it was. I mean, it's as nice as like a Vegas wedding could be.
1: <laughs> okay, Mandy, thank you so much for coming on the happy hour. And it was so much fun. And I will put links to everything we chatted about, especially all your podcasts and blogs and all that kind of stuff for everyone to come find you. So thank you, Mandy. Guys, I loved my conversation with Mandy. I love her heart for marriage, for adoption, parenting, being an entrepreneur and setting goals. I was so inspired and encouraged by our talk. And I hope that you were as well. Also, I'm a really big dork, and apparently my geography is not very well because I told her I've never been to Illinois, but hello, Chicago was the very first vacation that Erin and I went on after we had a baby without a baby, so it's a very memorable trip for me. So, goodness gracious, I have been to Illinois for the love. Guys, I just started my 37th book of the year. I just started reading everything I never told you, and I'm actually really, really liking it so far, but this is the most books I've ever read in a year. And what happened was a couple of years ago, I made a New Year's resolution, which I don't do very often, but I did. And it was just to read more. I find my, I found myself never reading. And I really do say this crazy phrase to my kids all the time that readers are leaders. But reading is such a good outlet for moms especially, but it's a good outlet for anybody. It makes your brain work and gets you lost in the story. Anyhow, I'm a huge fan of reading now, and I just finished or I just started my thir- 37th book. But if you want to start reading more as well or you're just looking for a new book to start off 2016, Check out jamieivy.com slash happy hour books. And you're going to find all the books that we've ever talked about on the happy hour. And we talk about books a lot. And so there you go. There's a great place for you to start finding your next read. jamieivy.com slash happy hour books. Guys, remember everything we chatted about will be up on my website, jamieivy.com. And I would love to hear from you. Find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Share with me something that you love from this episode. You can also find Mandy and I over on Instagram. On Instagram, I'm just at Jamie Ivy, And Mandy on Instagram is at House of Rose. And she has some really great pictures of her family and her life that I think you're going to want to check out as well. Today's show is edited by Knox McCoy from the Popcast podcast. And next week, my guest is the one and only Aaron Ivy. Um, he's the only guy that's ever been on the show. It's my husband. And I had such a great response from the last time he was on that I decided to kick off 2016 with the man in my life, my husband, and so we'll have a fun show, I promise, for you to start out 2016 well. Guys, enjoy your week. Enjoy the last few days of this year, and I will see you next year in 2016. Share the show with a girlfriend and have a happy hour with a friend. See you next week with Aaron Ivy.
3: The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories.